Welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Join Dr. Allison House of House Dental in Scottsdale and Sean Zayas, founder of Zana, a company helping dentists extend their care beyond the chair as they lead dentists deeper along the journey of authenticity to reach greater fulfillment in their professional lives and to deliver remarkable patient experiences. At the core of the Authentic Dentist is a belief that the answer to the current challenges in dentistry is dentists discovering that their greatest asset and point of differentiation is their personal brand and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today. Well, hello, this is Sean and Dr. Allison House with the Authentic Dentist Podcast. And today we are going over narcissism in dentistry. I mean, this is like a fun topic, right? Like who, who doesn't want to talk about narcissism? Um, I don't know. I think there's this, this tension. So the way that I was seeing it is like, hey, if I'm a dentist and I want to be a great dentist, I have to somehow believe in myself, have some level of, I, I don't know, I'm special, I'm capable, I'm confident, I can lead my team, I can get patients to believe that I know what I'm talking about for case acceptance. And yet, I think what, the 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 extreme of this that's not good would be ending up narcissistic where you think the world revolves around you. But the other extreme, which is bad, is someone that is always second-guessing, that doesn't ever feel like they belong, that doesn't confidently own who they are, doesn't own their strength, doesn't shine their light, and maybe feels like an imposter the whole time. It, it's interesting because we're reading more and more about narcissism. And, you know, people say, I was married to a narcissist, and they're like, this is the worst thing that ever happened. But if you think about it, all doctors have to have some level of narcissism, which means that you believe in yourself, that you're confident that you can do things that other people can't do. I mean, you you kind of have to have some of those qualities just, just to get there and to, to use a scalpel and cut into another human being. You have to sort of believe that you're special and that you have abilities that other people don't. See, I love the way you just set that up, though, because I... I feel like that's how I've heard about it too. In the context of pain, maybe a divorce or an ended relationship and someone's like, well, the other person was a narcissist, a complete narcissist. And I'm like, that, like that's literally how I've heard about the term. Yeah. And it's as if we're writing this person off as they're this terrible person. But I think there's, there's always all with these nuances. There's more to a people than just, I guess it's a diagnosis. That isn't really a diagnosis because it's made by a spouse rather than a professional. <laughs> Although maybe, maybe it was thrown around in uh, therapy. And that doesn't mean that there aren't true narcissistic people out there. But I think that we've just labeled a lot of people with this, this narcissism that maybe there's more to it. I just think there's more to it. Well, and I think the fact that you're saying, well, hey, there's probably a side of this that we, I don't want to say we want, but there's almost like foundations of it that maybe when they're in alignment or in a healthy place are good. Like you're saying, you need to, I don't know, you, you need to care about the center of, I don't like what narcissism is you being the center of everyone else's world or. And, and if you think about it as a doctor, you kind of are, I mean, you're running the show. It's your name on the door, but it, the, the bad piece of narcissism is when you don't care about other people. And so I think that's what we're talking about when we say this person was narcissistic, that they don't, 
actually care about other people, which is a an extreme place. I think when you're talking about your responsibility, that you are the center of your little universe, it is. But you still have to care about all the people around you. Well, so now take it back to that introductory, you know, like this is how I've heard about it. This is how you've heard about it. It makes a lot of sense. You know, two people are in a relationship. Someone's like, oh, I'm really attracted to the strength in that other person. The fact that they have ambition, um, maybe they have a sense of this is who I am and there's confidence and, and that's okay as long as they care about me. But the second now years go by, there's wounding, maybe you just start looking out for your own interests and it's like now all that person seems like they still have that sense of who they are. They still have that confidence. They still have that. I'm a gift. I'm special. But now it's at the expense of, and I don't care about you anymore because you hurt me. And now, so it's like, write them off. They're a narcissist where really maybe they're just someone that's wounded. I, I think they definitely are somebody who's wounded. I think if, if your whole world revolves just around you and you don't care about anybody else. Yeah. There's some kind of wound there. That's, that's not normal or typical. Most of us care about at least our patients. Hopefully. Sorry, the way you said that. <laughs> at least our patients. Um, it would be great, I think, if you cared about your team. And I do think there's some lacking of empathy around your team. We haven't always been as kind as we should be about our team. And I think you can neglect your family. I, I, hopefully there's lack of empathy. There is some empathy in caring about your family. But sometimes, yeah, everything else just your family goes by the wayside. Everything goes by the wayside except for money. And maybe that's because there's a lack of money, because there's desperation there, that you become solely focused on one thing, yourself and money. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking, I understand in dentistry why, you know, the, the dentist could become a narcissist or could be viewed that way. Um, and like you said, part of it's because everything is on their shoulders, right? Like you said, their name is on the door. Um, Typically, they're not surrounded by peers. You know, there's not someone else that went through the same level of schooling um, that's assuming the same level of risk. So you're surrounded just based off the economics of the practice with other individuals that look to you and need your your leadership, need you to to be the man or woman that makes it all happen. So there could be that sense of I'm the the person that's making this happen, that's doing all this, but at the same time, you know, um, your greatest, your chance for success in dentistry is completely reliant on whether you have a rock star team or not. And, and that's the truth, but your, your success in life, isn't it? Is based on you being surrounded by people that care about you and love you and support you and that you love and support. So you can't just be by yourself. Um, I don't know. I, it's interesting as you're saying, Yes, you are probably the most educated person in your office. And everything that happens in your office is your responsibility. And so you can also take that as everything that happens in your office is about you. But I think you can't, you can't discount that there's a lot of intelligent people around you. Maybe they don't have your education, but they're really good at what they do. And you probably can't do what they do. I know there's a lot of things that my team does. I can do them, but not well. It's not what I do every day. Well, I can relate to the, the, I don't know, call it a temptation to think that you're the one, you know, because with my company, it's like, I'm the face, I'm the spokesperson. Um, and yet my frustrations at work 
always come down to the bottleneck is I know I can't do everything. And the more I have a team around me that's supporting me, the more I know I can, we together, we can fly and soar to new heights than, than we otherwise could have. So like my most frustrating times in my life is when I didn't have a team around me because it doesn't matter what I'm capable of and what potential I might have on my own. I can't go anywhere without a team. Yeah, you definitely need a team. You definitely need family and friends around you that help support you. So nothing is really all about you, even though you're driving the bus and it is, I have to get up in the morning. I have to show up for work. I have to do my job and do it well, but nothing is all about me. And it's, it's a strange tension that you have all the time. And so I, I see how you get that narcissism label because yeah, it's a, a lot of responsibility on me. It is kind of all about me. And you always have to remember all those people around you that care and that you need to care about and listen to. But I feel like if we look at like the journey, I'm sure it starts off where people, most people don't believe they're the greatest gift to the world right away. Right. Like, especially in dentistry, you get humble. worry about people that start out like that. Right. So if you graduate, which, you know, is, is difficult. Um, I think dental school humbles most people, right? Like it's very challenging. They, it's a weird dynamic. So it humbles you because never in your life have you been challenged in such a way, failed and gotten up. But when you graduate, there's this whole sense of, I've accomplished something. Look at me. I've arrived. I'm this doctor. And you walk in and then, in my case, you just get humbled again as you realize how much you don't know. There's so much out there. So that's where I think in the journey, it does start with this place of more like vulnerability, insecurity. You're trying to build up this sense of confidence of I can, I can make it as a dentist. I can be a great dentist because right now you graduate and all you have is potential. Like potentially I could be great, but you haven't actually done it yet. So then in those first, I don't know, three, five years, if you start having some wins and some successes, but you don't have the maturity yet, maybe you start thinking well, you're the rock star. You haven't seen your failures yet either. Two to three years in, it's only maybe at five, six years, you're starting to see some failures of yours that you start to get that you're human, things happen, and that you don't have control over everything. And that I think that humbles you a little bit and makes you realize that there's, there's so much you don't know. And I'm, I don't know, here I am 25 years in, and I would say I still don't feel like I know everything. There's still things that I've done that I, I don't know if they're the perfect thing to do, but the technology isn't here yet. So much to learn. Like I said, it's, you want everything to be about you, but it's just... It just isn't. So narcissism is, is this interesting thing that I think we need to start talking about. And we need to start talking about it in a way that's not, you know, my ex-spouse was a narcissist and they're a terrible person. We need to look at it like where is that line between I do want to be confident and good at my job and take responsibility and I still want to care about other people. And that's that line. Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic. Authentic.